0: Hi, welcome. Welcome back. welcome We're welcoming ourselves back. Uh, a little bit of a two-day hiatus. <laughs> 12.28 in podcast time. Um, welcome to the podcast. It's Eric. It's Alex. Eric Chase and the fam. Hey, some breaking news. I don't know if you saw it. Let's not say anything mean. Rush Limbaugh died.
1: Aww. <laughs> what? You don't have anything you don't have anything <laughs> to like. Nice. <was>, that was <laughs> Nope. That was um you know what? He meant a lot to a lot of people, so that's obviously awful. Some people's people are gonna be sad. Do we know why? Didn't he have he had cancer, right? He yeah. had gotten cancer diagnosis a couple of years ago.
0: I think it was lung cancer and he had been saying for a while yeah, he, he knew he was gonna die. Um he is the king of conservative media. I think because of his dislike of Bill Clinton, he basically created, if not, he saved the AM format in a lot of ways and created a genre of media. He is, he is uh, a peer in a lot of ways to Howard Stern.
1: Do you, is he though, like, do we think that he's the king of conservative media or like the fringe portion of it? Like, cause he was, I mean, there's a difference between... I'm not even going to throw out any
0: names. I take it back. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> no, he, he, he certainly created... Like, I don't think before him, there was... There was just, like, news talk... Or there was news radio. There was never, like, yeah. talk radio. And if there was... It was more skewed towards like local stuff, yeah. as opposed to like him staking conservatism in the ground. I know what you're saying about all the crazy conspiracy stuff, but he literally like created um, like a genre. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. For, for things. I could so, see that. I in the, see in that. the same way that Howard Stern turned radio DJs and hosts from being wacky, zany, wild people, which he was, but he also uh, brought normalcy to it. I mean, the way he connected was just by talking about all his weaknesses and shortcomings and being completely candid. So. Yeah, I see. Um, hello, it's great to hear your voice. Hi. I've been, uh, we were off on Monday because it was President's Day and then I, I'm kind of in, I had no idea not showering in a routine way would throw mm. me such off kilter. Like not my mood. I'm just kind of out of sorts I guess that's what I get for sitting in my own stench, um, <laughs> but um, I'm I'll I'll be fine. And I I didn't want to. And, and also there wasn't a ton to talk about the last couple of days because we can complain about snow every day. But um, I have some things to ask you. One I've been one I've been waiting for a couple of days. I figured I'd hit you with this as soon as we connected on the podcast again. What's engagement life like?
1: that's the second time I got that question today. It's, it's Karis's birthday. Happy birthday to Karis. Does she listen? Um, Uh, sometimes I think if I tell Mm. her I talked about her, she will (laughs) self-serving. Um, um, it's, you know what? It's nice. It's weird. I'm not used to it yet. I, I was absolutely one of those girls where I, I love, I love love, you know, you know how girls like look forward to this, you know, their entire lives. And I was kind of one of those people, um, slightly unrealistic. And sometimes I would see things and I'm like, oh, when I get married or when I get engaged, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. I'm almost forgetting that I'm engaged now. So it's acceptable for me to see if there's any like bridal expos (laughs) coming up. You know what I mean? Sometimes girls just like to, women like to go to those just because, and you always get like labeled a little, a little cuckoo, um, or crazy where I'm like, Oh, I can actually go to those things now. I can look into this stuff. I can have conversations about this stuff and nobody's going to tell me, calm down, Alex, you and Thomas aren't engaged. You know,
0: I had the same feeling last year, like exact, like exactly a year ago, um, Chris and Therese and Juliana said, hey, we're going to the home show. Do you want to meet us over there at the Seagate (laughs) Center? And for every year of my life, I'd be like, home show? What the hell? Why would I want to go there? And I'm like, oh, wait, I have a home now. And I spent more hours in there than I I would have expected. So I completely (laughs) get it how you have to remind yourself that something is okay now.
1: Like this is perfectly acceptable for me to look into these things. Perfectly acceptable for me to think about these things now didn't even really think about that um and so it's it's almost i don't know and maybe it's me like maybe it's my personality but um i look forward to things and i work really hard for things and i have these goals and then i accomplish it and it's like oh yeah you know you know i don't like i've had people tell me it's the same when i graduated college it was really difficult for me to finish school and i graduated and i chose not to walk the stage and then the current job that I have, I worked really, really hard and got two promotions, got into the job a lot faster than I thought I would, got myself a fairly decent wage that I never thought I would get. And I'm like, I didn't even celebrate it. It was just I was going about my day like normal, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Yeah. This is kind of the same thing. Um, but I'm also, I have also probably because I'm always looking to the next thing. So what's the next thing. And for Thomas and I is buying a house. We have an appointment on Saturday with our lender again. So, um, and I told, I told Thomas, I'm not spending other than like the wedding planning book that I bought. I'm not spending a dime on a wedding until we purchase our home. So it's fair.
0: Yeah. Um, no, I, I get what you're saying. I'm, I'm like that in a lot of ways as well, where it's like mission accomplished. Mm -hmm. Um, I I thought you were going to go in the direction of what we talked about with um, Soul uh, when we talked about the movie, how uh, the character, I don't think you made it this far in the movie, but the character finally got to perform with the jazz quartet or Reverend the Famous Lady, and he walks outside and he's like, that wasn't what I was expecting. I mean, because you you never know until you do it, but I, I kind of equate it to and look, you and I both know, you, as you continue to, to get your managerial teeth and leadership teeth, you see it now. And I, I, I appreciate when we can talk about this kind of stuff. Um, people like recognition. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, we're different from that. Like yesterday, maybe you thought the same thing. When I'm seeing all these people thanking uh, the snowplow drivers... Yeah. I'm like for what? <laughs> doing their jobs? They're not doing it for charity. They are getting paid. And I know that that's kind of a dick thing, but I mean, I, that's one of the ways I look at things in black and white. Like I'm not going to thank you for for doing your job. Now look, you can't never like recognize people. Um but you can't do it all the time. You got to find that balance.
1: I don't I agree. I don't want to like poop on snow plow drivers. But I think that we have created a culture in the last year or so, and it it happened when the police started being ridiculed, but we created a culture in the last year or so where there are certain professions where people are like, oh my God, thank you so much. They deserve this. They deserve that. Like um, uh, grocery store workers and frontline workers when they were, you know, when they were going to work during a pandemic, obviously I couldn't understand that. Um, but I, I don't know for a plow driver, especially when it's like a level three. So ideally there's not as many cars out there. Like you, you are essentially doing, doing your job, like the most important, you know what I mean? That's what you that's what jobs like that are there for. But, like, um, there's
0: no going above and beyond the call of duty for them. Like that's the job the the Kroger people, it's like, Hey, thank you for putting your health at risk and being out here. I know they're only giving you like. 500 bucks a quarter, but thank like you could easily say no. So I'll thank those people. But when you're just mm-hmm. doing your job, like unless it's an, ex- an exceptional job or you need the recognition over and over again, or you've gone above and beyond, that's where you get the thank you and the recognition for me. But if you're just doing your job, you're, that's what we're paying you for. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That, I mean, you know how we got, you know how we get, we comp But that's things. just us. <laughs> um, we complicate
0: things. Um, there's a there's a handful of things to to get to, uh, but we can start with some the the entertainment stuff since we already hit the Rush Limbaugh thing. And I did click on click on the link. He's definitely dead. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't some fake news thing. Um, I figured this story would appeal to you. Uh, did you see that Kit Harrington and Rose Leslie had their baby?
1: I did, and I was like, first it, this thought came over me, and I said, Oh my god. What did they name their baby? Please let it be a Game of Thrones reference because that's how they met. Please let their baby be a Game of Thrones, the name. But I don't think they said it, so I don't know.
0: Oh, I, I didn't look for a name. Uh, I, I know they just, like, were photographed. And it's I think it's a baby boy. Um, I just kept thinking Drogon.
1: No. I mean, what if it's, like, it, wouldn't it be funny if it was snow? <laughs>
0: That would be. And that,
1: that's a cool name. I cracked myself up. Um, I hope it's a Game of Thrones reference. I would love that. I feel like that would just, I love them as a couple, although you don't see much of them, but the, what I do see of them, I just love that they actually got together in real life. Um, also lets me know how true their characters
0: were. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I didn't know that they were dating until after that scene. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense because that was extremely believable.
1: Yeah, I mean all of their interactions. Really, they must have had a connection with each other from the very beginning because it was obvious. I mean the um, sex scene. Yeah, in the
0: in the water. You know nothing, the... Jon Snow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, where she put it down on him and took his his snowy little virginity. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. They, they're they're just they just they're they seem great together. And I applaud them for not being seen everywhere. I hate fame, whores. Like, just live your life.
1: Well, Kim has had some pretty. So he's had some mental health challenges related to, I think, his inability to go places at that time.
0: Yeah, um, he, and then he wasn't used to being famous.
1: And isn't he like a method actor too? Like he's what I think that's what it's called, where you take on some of the persona of your character. So if his character is very like emo, he's gonna be emo.
0: I think I do remember that he had some challenges, and I think it was, I, I think it was, a, it was like two years ago towards the end of the show he talked about it, how like. It was weird for me because I jumped into the show in, like, 16. Yeah. Um, But, like, they were kids. They they were all kids on that show. Like, think about Maisie Williams. She was, like, eight or something. She sure was. They grew up, like, they were nobodies. And then all of a sudden they're on the biggest show of the decade. And, yeah, your life gets taken away from you if you just want to go to Walmart.
1: And I think he actually had to go to rehab. Like, I think he went to – he took some time – some rehabilitation time away to – really work on those things because it was not it wasn't going well for him and it was while he was dating um rose i believe is
0: her name yeah rose leslie yeah. um did you uh, did you watch the cruella trailer
1: oh i did oh i'm so excited
0: me too i didn't expect it to be um anything other than really good but the it was it was too easy to make the comparison that it's like a joker harley quinn movie
1: I see. I would actually say it's more like a um, uh, uh, Fantastic Beasts. Like I find it to be a little bit more um, Harry, not Harry Potter, but just not as dark as the Joker, but like Fantastic Beasts where kids can go see it, but it's got some dark sure. undertones to it. Um,
0: More in the sense that, like it's it's a Breaking Bad or whatever whatever yeah. that reference was.
1: Yeah, I love it. I, I I was I saw it and I was worried about Emma Stone and that character. I don't think she's innately dark enough to play Cruella, but I I was impressed by what I saw.
0: Yeah, she's a uh, she's a great actress. I when I watched the trailer, I had already seen that people were comparing it to the Joker and Harley Quinn. I'm like, oh, that makes one for color reasons with Harley Quinn two watching somebody go really bad because of environmental factors and whatnot. But then I watched Mm -hmm. it, I was like, oh, it's aesthetically beautiful and I'd expect nothing less from Disney.
1: So um, did you, I saw a trailer the other day that I was a little surprised about because there hasn't been, I guess, a lot of conversation. The Zack Snyder um, Justice League trailer didn't realize it's coming out in like a month.
0: Don't fucking care. (laughs) You don't? I hate that guy's movies. Oh. And this is just like it's a clusterfuck.
1: You th- I, okay, I
0: don't like his movies. I don't love what he did with the characters. I don't love the characters that much. I don't love all the drama around this. And I, I so you know why he stepped away from the project initially, right?
1: Yeah, wasn't there like some
0: sexual? And uh, That's some... jo- well, his daughter, his daughter, uh, I believe, killed herself.
1: Oh, uh, yes, okay,
0: while the thing was in post production, and then Joss Whedon who was getting hammered by everybody for being a dick and beyond. He was uh-huh. just like a super dick, apparently. Um, and he also pro- he, he upset Ray Fisher, who plays Cyborg. So that's how mm-hmm. all the other things from like Charisma Carpenter came out last week and David Boreanaz and uh, the Buffy stuff. But mm-hmm. um, I remember reading how that movie was coming along and it almost seemed like, it was a terrible circumstance, but it almost seemed like somebody had to come clean up Zack Snyder's mess or else we were all going to be in the theaters for four and a half hours and it was just going to be way too much. So it's almost like Joss Whedon was able to do him a favor. Um, and having this whole this whole other separate movie, I'm just not interested in it. Zack Snyder, he doesn't make movies I like.
1: So I am I am going to, I'm interested, I'm excited for it. Be, I, because I don't, know a, I don't know a ton about some of the backstory with why, you know, Zack Snyder and, and Josh Whedon, I think you said. Um, I don't know. I'm excited for it. I was surprised that I hadn't seen a lot about it. Like there hasn't been any, there haven't been any interviews on daytime TV with some of the characters. There hasn't been a ton of conversation about it. So Thomas and I saw it actually at the same time and we're like, March 18th. Like, really? Um, so it, it surprised me, but it, it remind it was very dark, like the trailer, like very end game.
0: <laughs> you when, know? I, when I saw, which one did I, I forget which one I saw. I think it was Batman Superman. Uh-huh. Um, and Zack Snyder is responsible for the Martha line. That's why I just don't like his stuff. Okay. Um, but his movies are like an assault on the senses Oh and, really? And I don't like that. You didn't see Batman versus Superman?
1: Oh yeah, I did. I've okay. seen them all. I can't tell you. I can't. There's so many. I can't really tell you
0: which one. Like I, I his mo- his movies just assault my senses, and I don't like that. I like more nuanced things. Uh-huh. Um, and like a Michael Bay film. Yes, yeah but okay. at least yes yes and I, I don't know that's a great it's a great uh, comparison I don't know why I can tolerate Michael Bay's things oh because M- Michael Bay doesn't like a lot of like slow motion things that's why I don't know um but yeah and this thing I think so fans wanted it and I think the the movie company we will see if there's you bring up a good point I'm curious if he'll do any talk shows or press because I kind of feel like the movie studio, studio was just kind of doing him a solid for the awful circumstance that caused uh-huh. all of this. But I, I just it, don't like his movies.
1: I do think, though, it's disappointing that... that. Um, so I trust your judgment. And I'm, I hope that they do this film well. I was very disappointed in Wonder Woman um, 1984. And so I hope that they do this film well because I just... I feel like the this the character, the history of the characters... For, that goes beyond film deserve, you know what I mean? A Marvel style, um, universe that like, a, an Endgame Avengers infinity war style, um, storyline and interest from the public. And it's just not happening.
0: Nope. I mean, I think they, they did $75 million in reshoots and additions to this. I don't know how long the thing is going to be, but yeah. the bottom line all along is, and, and, People who enjoy when Alex and I talk about business or professional things, take this as a note. Um, <laughs> Warner Brothers has had poor leadership and has been chasing Ugh. Marvel and its tail the whole time. That's why they've never been able to nail these great properties that they have like Marvel has, where Marvel has one person in charge, mm-hmm. Kevin Feige. Everything mm-hmm. is his vision. Nothing happens, and he's not some kind of like overlord. It doesn't seem like it, but if he doesn't rubber stamp it, it doesn't happen. And Warner Brothers never had that. I think they wanted... And it, Zack Snyder did the did Man of Steel and mm-hmm. it upset a lot of people and the Nolans, Christopher Nolan and his wife, got like executive producer credits on there. And um, when DC started to try to catch up to Marvel, this was 2014 or so, 2015, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think they were hoping that Zack Snyder can be our Kevin Feige, and the Nolans will kind of godfather it. And that never materialized. And when you've got different people with different visions, you have different movies, and they're not synced up like Marvel, where every week we're like, what's going to happen to Vision now? Why are the kids
1: exactly. aging so much? Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, Marvel has gotten us invested. Like, WandaVision will likely wrap up at the end of February, beginning of March, and then. You're a um, soldier. Winter Soldier, and then after that, I believe there's a Wakanda. Loki. Oh, Loki. Okay, yeah. So that's we're right re- Like we're all ready. Um, and I guess they just, yeah, you're right. They didn't have the tools and the resources to have that uh, well oiled machine like Marvel does that everybody loves.
0: You, just too many cooks in the kitchen, kitchen or the wrong person with the wrong vision. Vision so, is
1: important. I'm gonna watch anyway because you know how I feel about it. I'm gonna watch it. I probably will love it but I won't feel the feelings that I still feel when I'm reminded of scenes from um, Black Panther or from Avengers. You know what I mean? I, I probably won't feel those things except Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman does that to me, but that's because she's a woman.
0: Uh, Black Panther came out three years ago, right around now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. In February. Did yep.
0: you see, see, uh, they I think some of these account released some behind the scenes photos and it was cool stuff.
1: No, I remember that we bought our tickets early. We went to Fallen Timbers. And I was terrified. I remember specifically I didn't bring a purse. Thomas and I were very specific with where we parked our car. I know this sounds crazy, but we were legitimately terrified. Somebody was going to come in and shoot up the theater. Not to say that there was um, not to say that it's because there was a tip, you know, in Toledo specifically or a tip that were nationally that this was going to happen. But there's something about black people feeling pride and, and looking forward to something and it being taken away from us. There's yeah. something about that, and there was a, and so we sat close to an exit, and we parked close to an exit, and you know, anyway.
0: Um, yeah, three years ago.
1: Yeah, yeah, I remember.
0: Um, I don't know if there's any other big Hollywood things or entertainment things. I think we checked all those boxes, mm-hmm. um, and I, I just wanna, you can have it, but um, the, the, the Chris Harrison thing, I don't wanna talk about it, I'm just kind of glad that he didn't get off unscathed because I thought he was going to the second Gina Carano opened her mouth because she kind of
1: going to say that.
0: Yeah. Cause he said something like last Monday or Tuesday. I was like, well that that's, that's not great. Uh, no, nope. they're, they're going to come for him. But then by the time it, it got on anybody's radar, Gina, Gina Carano was like Nazis and Republicans. And I'm like, he's off. But then Saturday, I think he apologized and stepped back
1: so i didn't know like i only read about it and then i saw a little clip of the interview actually today like i saw a clip of the offending statements today and i was just like you cannot be this dumb like you're a 50 year old man you're like it was 2018 and i'm like that was like three years ago like what do you mean a guy who's
0: on tv twice a week (laughs) for the last 10 years and it's around sensitive people all the, like I don't get what he was thinking. I just you just can't be that dumb. And it, and he was. And that's really unfortunate. So he's off TV for a while, right? Yeah. Uh,
1: for <laughs> I don't know how you can come back from that just because I feel like it was very bad. And that's the old I mean, I, it's been talked about the last couple of days. I haven't paid it too much attention, even with the Gina stuff. I read it, read about it, gave my opinion once or twice. And I'm like, meh, moving on. Yeah. Um I think the tragic, the tragedy about Chris, Christopher Harris or Harrison, is that you're right. He's on T he's been on TV literally weekly for the last ha- like 20 years. I mean, how long has the bachelor been out forever? And, um, this is huge that he is no longer, you know, he's stepping down temporarily. I feel like it's going to be more like permanently. Um, he, that's, that's just huge. Um, I think that, but the bachelor, bachelor nation has been problematic anyway. Like it is not groundbreaking that the first black man is a bachelor. That's embarrassing. That's not groundbreaking. And I think people are like, Oh, a groundbreaking season when Rachel Lindsay was a bachelorette groundbreaking season. That's embarrassing.
0: (laughs) 20 some seasons.
1: Yeah. Like that's not groundbreaking at all.
0: It's almost like, uh, people of color, both, both genders on that on the shows were just like cannon fodder yeah. like, for the first handful of episodes before they could get the white people connected. What was uh, his exact, do you, do you remember his exact quote? Because I saw it and just shook my head and moved on.
1: He basically was like, um, he's like, is it a bad thing in 2018? Or is it a bad thing in 2021? He's like, it was in 2018. She was an 18 year old girl. It was just kids having a good time. And Rachel Lindsay, like, she, good for her. Like, honestly, she was very quick. And I think it's important for people to rebuttal, um, strategically. She's like, but it was a plantation party. It was a, it was a party to celebrate the old South. She goes, so if I were attending that party, what role would I have played in that party? I would have been a slave. And I'm like, perfect, perfect. That is what needed to be said. Because I think Christopher Harris was just like, ah, you know, it's just kids being kids in 2018. And it's like, (laughs) <laughs> that was only th- three years ago or so they should have known better. And sure enough in the pictures they're in like these debutante dresses from whatever time at a, you know, what looks like a plantation taking these pictures. There is no black people, um, in it, but she, you know, she made an extremely good point and he just wasn't, he's like, I understand, but this is a child, you know, saying all of these things. And I was like, is she a child? Cause she's on your show and she's not much older than she was, at the time that she took this picture. So it just, he, you know, he, he just dismissed it completely. Even as Rachel was trying to explain it to him, he just completely dismissed it. And you
0: know what? Like if he didn't come out with the apology, I mean, it's, it's noble of him and the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause he apologized and then he apologized on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, and had he not, he might've, be, might've been okay. <laughs> I don't if I were his PR person I might have said just lay low cuz that's that's the thing somebody will always come along later in the week these days and say something worse than what you said and I, and quite frankly I think Gina Carano can easily come back from all of this if she wants to but she seems to have dug her heels in
1: I think see I don't think so he didn't dig his heels in But I just like how I found out about it, just like how I found out about it after the fact, it would have picked up steam at some point. Yeah, it it definitely would have picked up steam. And the other challenge is the young lady. I don't know her name, but the girl who was that this is surrounding has still been seen like liking posts about bringing back the confederate flag and you know doing all of these things so she is not really apologetic at all like she did come out and make a statement and said i understand that my actions were deeply offensive
0: and racist
1: but she's and that was was it she's like i understand she didn't say i
0: apologize she's a nobody like she can right 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 irrelevancy um yeah that's I, i i saw it and by the time i started to pay attention. Gina, Colano <laughs> said what she said. I was like, I, I actually was, um, I don't know if you listened to any of the podcast last week, but Thursday night I was betting with people. I'm like, she'll get another chance. But then it just, it just turned no. into a, a massive wildfire. Um, you know, my rule like, don't make, yeah. na- don't make Nazi and Hitler comparisons. You're always going to lose.
1: I feel like I saw this coming. Like we talked about this a while ago when she was calling people who wear masks, sheep, she was using language She was using, like, I'm not saying she's a QAnon supporter, but she's using like that fringe style language that we have been seeing over the last 24 months that have gotten people into deep shit. And so I saw this coming. I'm like, this is definitely going to happen and clear. And if this goes anything like um, some of the other people who have had consequences, not have been canceled, who have had consequences, because we need to change the rhetoric on that she's going to dig her heels in and she's not coming back. And that's disappointing because I think it was on your post that somebody shared how grateful she was for the opportunity and the fact that she's walking, that she chose to just, you know, cause I feel like you chose this. You have an employer. I would get fired if I said really offensive stuff. You know what? Anybody would, that's your choice. Um, free speech is not free of consequence. And she's walking away from a huge franchise that could have done you know what I mean? Like look at some of the other characters that were on game of Thrones and then just erupted. So that's, that's just really unfortunate of her. And
0: my, oh. and I think she can recover if she wants to. Cause I, uh-huh. I, I, I like to parse it in the sense, and we've talked about this before. I don't think everybody that everybody that is grouped as hateful, uh-huh. I don't think is outwardly hateful. Some are. Some hate people of different colors, genders, sexualities. All that. Some are just that hateful. But I think everybody else is just fucking dumb, like her, um, like you and I. Like she. Know, you're on Star Wars. The microscope is on you. You've already said something. You work for Disney. If you yeah. blink the wrong way at a kid, they're gonna fire you. It's Disney. They don't stand. <laughs> And I, and I used this analogy last Thursday when I talked or last Thursday or Friday. You and I have some very, very unconventional opinions that we will not share right. in any space. And it's just being aware and not being tone deaf. Like we started to talk about how most criminals have a mental health issue because the, the circumstances of things that were happening in life meant that could happen. But we have other opinions that they're unconventional. Unconventional, so we keep them to ourselves. Right. Of being a free thinker doesn't make you a critical thinker. Yeah, and it's I I,
1: thank you. Say it louder for the people in the back because free thinkers are the they are the I have free thought and I have independent thought and you know I I think somebody on your post was saying that and I'm like that doesn't make you smart like you're still a fucking idiot.
0: That post was. I was wondering, so <laughs> the the lady on there, I was shaking my head. I, 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 I and I think I said it was like, You can't say and think these things and be oh. a never mind, I'm gonna let it go. I know.
1: I I saw that and I was actually very shy. I know exactly who you're talking about and I was like, Really? This surprises me. I don't know this person, but I know her through other people and I wouldn't think those people would be- anyway.
0: Um so on a lighter stuff, um, <laughs> Um, so I have been, uh, hanging out with a person. Oh, let's call her. Ada Annabelle.
1: Oh, we, we started with an a why, how come I don't know this? We talk like daily.
0: I thought I told you.
1: No, I'm finding out now on the podcast. (gasps) Well, Oh. Oh wait, maybe. Is this the one that you told me a couple of weeks ago?
0: Yes. Oh, nice. Okay, never mind. I'm I'm trying to do things. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, It's something my my therapist had brought up before. Um, But I only bring it up because I thought I was going to wind up in some terrible reality show. Now, this is going to be somewhat graphic, but I'm going to try to keep it as PG-18 as possible. (laughs) Um, especially since uh, there's an interview after this, Camp Courageous. Oh, I always hate when like we do stuff. But that's why I'm very clear. I'm like, if you're only here for Camp Courageous, go to this point in the podcast. <laughs> so, job. um, the chemistry we've we've had to like make it work. Like, it's been very sandpaper. It's not been a natural fit. But again, sure. I'm trying to be. Trying to not be as dismissive as I once was. Not mm-hmm. because I'm getting older and the options are limited, because I'm trying to grow as a person. Yes. So that also happened when it came to uh, physical things. And we were just trying to make that work. And uh, she caught me in a bad position. And I thought she broke something. I thought she broke the merchandise.
1: <laughs> and what happened?
0: I had to gather myself and, and and see if it wasn't like at a right angle or anything like that. But it was, it oh. was harrowing.
1: So uh, let me just say that this, this will be very entertaining if you guys can make it through that, the awkwardness of it, if that makes any sense. Sure. And I feel like, because first of all, good for you because as your friend, this was, this would be what I would encourage you to do. And I think I told you that, um, The first few times you told me about this, I'm like, well, are you going to try again? Are you going to change the settings and see if that can spark something like it? What will it hurt? You know, if you do that, and is that different than in the past when the same thing in the past when the same thing potentially happened where there was maybe a little, a little awkwardness and you're like, nah, you know, nah, I'll pass. I'm, I'm moving on. Um, so I would always say, do what you haven't done in the past, like lean into the uncomfortable.
0: I asked her to not wear that specific perfume.
1: Fair enough. I have worn perfume before that has bothered people. And I absolutely adjust because perfume is like, there's certain perfumes that trigger me because it's what my mom used to wear when I was a kid. I don't know. I know you don't like the word trigger, but it reminds me of things. And, um, so I don't love it. And I think that's completely fair for somebody to say. Um, unless you're really invested in that perfume, like I've only ever worn one perfume scent. And if you told me you didn't like it, I would be bummed. I get it. But But I like, I I do like that there's more stories to tell on this because that means that you are leaning into the uncomfortable and you're like, you know what, I'm going to try it anyway.
0: My, uh, my nose is it's large. So it would make sense that it, (laughs) it can can attract or detract me from somebody. So I'm like, Hey, we've had good conversations. Let me let me throw this one over the plate and see what she says. And she was down with it, and it made things a lot easier. And then the merchandise was almost broke, which is still like it's a scarring experience.
1: Did she? Um, that's too, that's too rated R for the podcast. Yeah, will I'll I'll, Did- I'll, t-
0: I'll tell you another <laughs> thing later. Um, I'm glancing over at Twitter real fast, and the dissonance between. The Rush Limbaugh stuff is wild Uh, from one very good friend of mine uh, went away. He said he doesn't want to hear about karma regardless of the guy's politics. Another friend of mine said um, racism and misogyny are not politics. They're racism and misogyny. Another friend, I'm not weeping for racists who built their legacy on hate even when they pass. So, yeah, this is going to be a thing today. Stay off Twitter.
1: It is if I mean, cause you're going to see so many people like how nasty can you be? You know what I mean? Like somebody died. I don't, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't have an opinion. Like that's, ugh, I don't have an opinion. I didn't, I feel like Rush Limbaugh was at the time where I was still too young to care, if that makes any sense. Um, and then he was not in my circle of, he wasn't, I do listen to, um, Political pieces that are on the other side of the aisle, just so I can have an idea of what is being said, but I don't go that far. <laughs> right, that's way too far down the aisle than what I prefer to go to. So I don't, I'm, I don't really know anything about him other than his history of offensive language and conversation, and you know, not really caring a ton. That's that's too bad that he passed away um, from cancer. We should have, you know, I don't know, maybe we should be further in cancer research than we are. That's what I'll say. There we go. That's very disconnected, but you know,
0: um, I lauded him as an entertainer and the cottage industry, which turned into a volcanic industry of one side of things was not great. So, um, uh, I wanted to, I I wanted to ask you about, uh, the snow stuff with your place, but I'll set it up with this. So there was a story on, um, 13 ABC, that said some renters and apartment mm-hmm. people didn't have their place plowed or shoveled. Mm-hmm. And I, I've, one of the reasons I've always rented and plowed is so that I or rented is so that I didn't have to deal with any of that stuff. That's why I'm so happy I have a condo now, and my HOA president got on their ass and you know it was timely with this storm, the cleanup. Um, so I'm showering over at Josh's house and I go mm-hmm. over there um, before I came here. Mm -hmm. parking lots plowed parking spaces are a little messy and I felt bad if I was parking in someone's space, but I was only going to be 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. So I I park, uh, get out of the car, walk up to Josh's place, but from the sidewalk to his door, it's not shoveled Uh at all (laughs) anywhere. Was that today? Yeah. And he, he's like, yeah, I noticed that too. I'm like, how do you not notice it? I saw your, your, uh, your footprints in the foot of snow. So, How has, was your complex good with getting rid of stuff?
1: Yes. And I, yes, they are. But I have a very, I have a different opinion about this that you might not even know about. And it's based on my work history. So obviously I work for an organization that is property management now just on the nonprofit sector. And before I came to this job, I worked at property management in the private sector for six, almost six years. And so I have worked I'm all, almost all of my 20s. I have worked in property management of some sort and I cannot tell you how nasty people get um when you're talking about snow removal and we have to remind them. Like it I used to say it in my explanation in reading the lease. This is the time frame. We are not required to plow or remove snow until it has stopped snowing and then we have up to 48 hours from that time legally to remove that snow. And um, there's restrictions to it. There's restrictions and requirements to it. Your 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 sidewalk up to the door should absolutely be shoveled, especially if the snow has already stopped. So the property manager is probably slow on getting that done. Um, we had worked and both, both places that I worked, we had a company that would do the plowing and then the employee and the, where I am now, that company would do the shoveling as well. And then the employees where I used to work would do the shoveling of the sidewalks. Okay. No, no company will go in between the cars or do the parking lot spaces because it's a liability You're too close to the cars. You could damage them because we used to get damage, people calling us and trying to sue us for damages all the time to their cars. But you're pulling well over the sidewalk. Like, you know what I mean? Like your front bumper is well into the sidewalk and there's a, you know, there's a, a snow removal happening. Like, of course, you're going to get nicked if you, if you pull well over the sidewalk, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, and handicap spots are the only ones that are required to be shoveled. I that that's so funny we're talking about this because I I like to check my Facebook stories from years ago and there was one that I shared where I'm like you do not live at the Taj Mahal like stop acting like that we you know some of us are just as much in danger as you would be and we can't get out there until the snow is done you know until the snow finished falling. I just and- say if,
0: will you get the picture or is your phone gonna cut out? I sent you the sent you what I walked through.
1: Mm, I didn't get it, and my phone wouldn't cut out. It would. It, it'll allow me to go in there. I believe it. Like it's the snow finished falling. What
0: yesterday or the day before that? Yeah, it was done yesterday. Yeah, evening.
1: yeah. So I mean, technically, there. If you can't get a company out there, you should be out there doing it because you might get. You might be in a window of liability. Um, but
0: well, there's something about, uh, and I don't know what the rules are at city by city municipality, whatever. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like That's ridiculous. so right where where there is no snow is <sighs> it's an awning so it's covered but it's so weird because at the end of the walkway past those little where the uh tree is yeah where, where that yeah. The foliage is out to the parking lot it's clear but they didn't shovel out in front of people's places
1: so is this the walkway to his specific apartment yeah. or is this a walkway to a corridor
0: to the apartment
1: so that might also be it is a walkway to a corridor clear
0: and like, he just, you just all, go in
1: his patio door.
0: They're, they're all private entrances. Oh, okay.
1: All right. Um, I don't know. So I've never, I don't know what their policy is on that, but, and, and what they're like, it takes hours. It, I mean, um, if you work it in property management, the, your moneymaker is in the winter time because you're working overtime. Like you're coming in at 4am, 5am to get the snow shoveled in time for people to get up and go to work. And you're working the entire day or you're, you know what I mean? You're coming in that evening because it's off off of the butt of a snowstorm. That's a moneymaker for sure. And I don't know. Everybody has a plan. So they'll say, okay, we'll do the sidewalks and then we'll do the walkways. But it never actually makes sense <laughs> most of the time.
0: So it's I a have, mess. I was getting somewhat concerned and I'm glad that my HOA president put her foot in the ass of uh, whoever does our stuff. Because, again, I don't know what the city says, but I think it's like, 24 hours after mm-hmm. it stops or, mm-hmm. or I, I'm not sure. I think every city is probably different, but um, they do my sidewalk and my house is on the street. Like walk down my, my lawn and then that's the street. So in <coughs> case, I'm responsible for that sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get into a lot of weird legal areas, but some of it is also simple expectation.
1: Yeah. And the, um, so when I was, I was at my property's office actually the other day, it was before this big snowstorm, but it was after like the snow that we had had at least four inches on and the fire marshal was in there. And I know them well enough because I used to work with them. So I'm like, why is he here? And um, the, the person that worked there said, I don't know. We don't know yet. And I said, "It somebody must have called him. Somebody must have called him and said, you know, these people aren't cleaning this or they're not keeping this clear or, you know, because that happens all the time. And there's no one nastier than somebody who's like, I pay this much money in rent and I should have, you should, I should have a
0: red carpet up to my car. <laughs> like, nope. <laughs> Sorry. <coughs> Excuse me. And the people that are still leaving Snow on top of their car when they set out to drive, especially on highways. I hope awful things happen to them because you're going to kill somebody.
1: So I, one of Thomas and I's biggest fights of our entire relationship was when he was still living in Michigan. I was visiting him. We had just had a huge snowstorm. We wanted to go to the movies because we're dedicated and um, he did not clean his car off all the way. And I was terrified, you know what I mean? And he thought it was funny. He's like laughing. He's like, oh, this will be interesting. Didn't even clean off the back window, like didn't even bother to clean off the back window. And he was laughing about it. And one of my biggest fears, I don't trust anybody's driving, but mine and my dad's. Um, And so one of my biggest fears has always been car accidents. And he was, he thought it was funny. And I'm like, there is nothing, you cannot even see. Like, I don't understand. I'm sorry, do you have the money to pay for, this is a no fault state. If you hit somebody, you're screwed in Michigan. Yep. And I'm like, do you, you, how irresponsible can you be? And this was early in our relationship, like I wanna say the first year. Um, And it was a throw down fight. And then I wanted to go back home and he's like no we're already on the street we're going to the movie so then we sat in the movie's literally we could not be any further away from each other sitting next to each other we I still remember what we saw we saw the loving film <laughs> about the couple the lovings or whatever I don't know I, Oh my uh the 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 interracial marriage couple from the 50s it was illegal for them to get married where they lived so they got married and moved somewhere else I don't know it um I, I'll have to send it to you it's actually a really nice story Um, but yeah it was it was a throw down fight and then I like afterwards I had to sit down and I said I was telling you that I was afraid and you didn't care and you kept laughing like I didn't trust you to keep me safe do you understand what that means like you as a male you know in the relationship you want to be the protector and you were not protecting me and I was trying to tell you that and instead you punished me for it like you asshole I was so angry. I was so angry. Top two moments. Top three, maybe.
0: Don't have to worry about. <laughs> don't have to worry about that or uh, defrosting or defogging your windows in July. Oh my
1: God! He's. I mean, and he still kind of does that, but he has a car starter now, and so do I. So it's never really as bad, but. <laughs> bless his heart he's he's a child at heart sometimes when he first got the Durango he thought he was like invisible and so he's rolling out and like I said I'm from Cleveland I'm from the snow belt like I know how to drive in some snow I'm not afraid of the snow I don't know a level three snow emergency he got in that Durango and he thought he was gonna hit this corner and he would be fine and he almost drove his brand new car into a pole because his his fancy snow tires and his four-wheel drive didn't do shit compared to the snow that we were getting at that time, and I'll never let him live it down. I'm like, you remember that time you almost drove into that pole because you thought you and your car were invincible? Good. Yeah, that was smart.
0: <laughs> uh- all that stuff, four-wheel drive, good tires, doesn't matter if you drive, like, can't stop you from driving like an idiot. You're on you, your own then.
1: If you're going to go on some snow joy rides, you better be in a big-ass parking lot where you're literally going there to do donuts. Not in a parking lot full of other cars, and you're just going to, you know, have a moment where you, like, I don't know, bust a wheelie or tailspin or something.
0: I don't know. How were the dogs with all this?
1: mm I'm going to be completely honest. I don't let them out when the weather is like negative. What, like if it's below zero, I don't let them out. I bust out the pee pads um, and they'll go on that. So um, Sunny likes the snow. We have, <laughs> she loves the snow. She will hop around in pure glee. Petey will not even go off of the sidewalk. Like the other day he peed on the sidewalk. That was what he, that and I'm like, I don't know if he, just can't tell the difference because the sidewalk and the grass have snow. So it's like, all right, well, I'm just going to go here. But if his, if you can't see his legs, he's not going in it. So he peed on the sidewalk the other day, instead of hopping in the grass that was full of snow, like sunny. And um, so I had to kick snow over onto the sidewalk to like clean it. Off. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and- I mean, everything is in play now. Like, to be honest, I'm going to have a lot of shit to pick up. Um, when this all goes away, that's fine. I absolutely swear I will do it. I that I, You will be able to eat someone else's poop off of the lawn. It will be so clean, but not right now.
1: It, yeah, they just, so, they, they both are so opposite when it comes to that. I, and if I'm being completely honest, I haven't even been outside. Like, I've been in my home, and I've been perfectly okay with it.
0: Same. <laughs> I, um, I let, uh... They, they, Diddy actually went quicker than I expected yesterday, and Andre's just gonna have his accidents in the house. But last night I could tell he had to go. Um, but they had, had i do don't—I forget if they had shoveled or not. I don't think they have and he was asking me because there was still enough snow in, in the front door where he easily could have dropped it right there um like mm-hmm. snow on the lawn snow on the sidewalk so i'm like fucking you know what he ain't gonna run away so i let him off the leash he ran around the front bushes pooped and ran back into the house
1: yeah that's pete he doesn't he doesn't like the rain either like he'll go out and he's like what is this and he'll go Just a little, not even a foot into the grass and he'll use the bathroom quick, like one and done. And he's been that way since I got him. Where Sunny just has to find her spot. No rain, snow, whatever. She's going to find whatever spot she wants. She's going to go get it and then um, make me wait for it. Where Pete's like, no, I want inside. He's so good about it. He's so good about it um now in the summertime he loves outside he'll spend as much time as he can out there running around doing having a good time but um he doesn't like weather other than just dry warm weather me and him yeah and diddy sweetie
0: all right um have a good rest of your wednesday i think we'll uh we'll rope ashley up for tomorrow and uh she can rip me for my my puzzle problems
1: what oh i hate puzzles good for you i don't have patience
0: it, it was nice. It kind of slowed my brain down and I, I found it enjoyable. I, I, the peanut gallery telling me that I'm doing things wrong, I could do without, but that's what you get when you post stuff on the internet.
1: I want to know how Ashley is doing with the snow in her driveway, especially if her driveway's on a hill.
0: She did tell me that she had, was taking her car in this week. I don't know if that
1: oh, had
0: gotten changed because of the snow though. But I Does
1: she, does she live near us? Like, do, Is she like five minutes from the wellness center?
0: yeah yeah she does she lives uh what are the schools on the trail our our lady of perpetual
1: oh i don't know i know what you're talking about though she lives right back there i feel like i know the street that she lives on because i looked at a house over there and i loved it because there's like a there's like a um it's like the front yard everybody's up on a hill and then you drive down the hill and it's the road and then on the other side of the road is a little creek
0: yeah, uh, like uh, if it was uh, Friday the 13th at summer camp, Jason would be throwing bodies into that thing left and right.
1: So I think, I love that street. Oh my gosh, I love it so much. Good, for, That's funny. maybe
0: you can buy her house if she leaves. I I could never live like that. Everything being on an incline, away.
1: No oh, I could do it, but that house, not that I was even ready to buy at the time, that house had a master bedroom and a master bathroom, but they were in the same room. <laughs> So it was almost like you were in like one of those couples hotels where it's mm-hmm. like your bed and your bathroom and your tub and shower are all in one room. And the only thing that separates it is like a half wall partition. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't do that. I need separate. I need a door to be able to
0: close. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. All right. Have yeah. a uh, good rest of your Wednesday and we'll, uh, we'll connect for tomorrow. Okay. Bye. Bye. Another guest on the podcast today, thanks to my good friend. It's her birthday tomorrow. I'll get her lots of bunnies. She likes bunnies. My good friend, Jen Wakefield, um, we do a lot of work together with Lucas County Suicide Prevention Coalition, but uh, Jen reached out to me with someone from Camp Courageous, or well, it's... Formerly Camp Courageous. I said this all sounds so familiar, but let's get into that. And a way for you to finally get into the Canali Treehouses at Oak Openings, because there's really no other way, unless you're willing, unless somehow you scored a reservation. Other than that, you're going to be waiting months and months. Let me introduce Lara Cullenbach from Formerly Camp Courageous. I'm
2: actually using my son's gaming headset.
0: That's that's very smart and probably perfect for what we're doing. Are they? Are they neon green? Do they have some neat gaming logos on there?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think there's some green on there, but we, they're not the most expensive ones. Let's put it that way. He's only
0: nine. Oh, did, he doesn't have any kind of um, like Fortnite tournament coming up that he's going to rip those off your head, right?
2: No, no, not at all. That, okay. would, be the, uh, that would be the 19-year-old that you know has tournaments.
0: <laughs> right, right. Well, hey, look, maybe it'll turn into an $85,000 a year job for him.
2: Let's hope so.
0: Right. I'm not going uh, to be somebody that knocks people to play video games and gets paid to do it. I mean, it's, it's better than what we're doing, right?
2: Right. Yeah, he is getting <laughs> paid. Is he really? Yeah, it's not a lot, but he has won some tournaments. It's funny because, yeah, it's nice. He doesn't ask me for money because he has money.
0: Perfect. And,
2: um, gaming. So. Does,
0: does he give you an allowance?
2: No, I can't wait for that day to come.
0: (laughs) Who who did he get uh, all his great video gaming skills from? Is that from you? Yeah, totally not me. (laughs) No. Do you have a favorite video game that you used to play or still do? I
2: don't. It's hilarious because I started out with Atari, if you can believe that.
0: I can. I can. We're probably Uh, about the same age.
2: Yeah, that was the most boring compared to now, like Pong or whatever it was. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah
0: like we were mesmerized by Pac-Man and the cutting edge graphics and now Exactly. And now I mean it's amazing but um thanks for taking a couple of minutes have we spoken before?
2: Yeah, I think we did. So we did the Treehouse Raffle. Right, last right, right, summer. right. Yeah, and and I think that we connected at that point which was awesome. My ticket sales have definitely slowed down. I was hoping with the snow day that people would, you know, Buy some tickets via social media because I'm boosting it out that way, but they've kind of come to a halt.
0: Got to pay the big old Facebook beast. Yes. Um. Well, let's start from the beginning here. So, um, you're the executive director of Courageous Community Services, formerly Camp Courageous, right? That is correct. Yep. Okay. So, where uh, what's going on this time around? How can we? And I'm glad Jen connected us. Um, how can we? How can my people help out?
2: So we were founded about 50 years ago as a safe, accessible summer camp for children with disabilities. And today we continue to serve children, teenagers, and adults with disabilities at our camping program and our living skills classes in the area locally. And we have a treehouse raffle that um, we are giving away a weekend stay at the Canale Treehouse Village in Oak Openings.
0: I think last year, when and if we spoke those things uh were probably just still coming and now if anybody has seen there's like an 18 month wait on them so uh throwing some money your way would be a great thing
2: yes absolutely it will definitely help our organization it was tough because we had to cancel camp during um you know well last summer we had to sure. cancel because of covid for the safety and well-being of the campers. so having this opportunity to raise funds to help support our our major program, which is the summer camp will be incredible for us. Absolutely.
0: How did you guys uh, adjust or pivot or was it just a straight up out and out cancel last summer?
2: So we didn't do an outright cancel on it. We actually pivoted and we did a virtual summer camp program. We had a grant that was made available to us through Lucas County Board of Developmental Disabilities. And it really helped provide the much-needed services that we needed to continue to provide that virtual experience for some of our campers. Mm -hmm. So we partnered with local small businesses, which was awesome. And we were able to uh, offer the pop-it-paint-it, like art and crafts, and we partnered with Pizza Roma, and they were able to make pizzas and engage in some fun activities with us while everyone was basically, um, you know, living and working from home,
0: sure. Um, what What are the plans? Give me some details about the camp coming up. Uh, fingers crossed, and I, th- I think we'll be good. I'm trying to put some good vibes out there. Um, what's What's planned for this summer's camp, and how might people be able to get involved? And um, give me some info on that, if you could.
2: Yeah, so this summer camping program is going to start out in June, and we're going to have three day camp programs for school age children through the month of June. And then we have our residential programming planned throughout the month of um, July and August with COVID procedures and policies in place to protect the you know health and safety of the campers. But um, yeah, so we're looking for volunteers too. We've got a garden that has been dormant for the entire year. So there's always volunteer opportunities as well out at camp. And we're definitely looking forward to seeing our campers come back this summer
0: for sure what uh what are some of the activities that the uh that the kids take advantage of while they're out with you guys
2: yeah so we actually have a an olympic size pool like a zero entry uh pool that is available so we're going to have swimming we're going to have arts and crafts we've got those huge fun games like bowling and checkers and uh different games that we're going to be playing with the campers so we have a lot of activities planned.
0: Yeah, it sounds like they keep busy. Um, for people that uh, are unfamiliar with you, um, who are some of the, the kids or what are some of the disabilities um, or I, I'm sorry if I'm, I'm not saying this correctly. Um, who do you guys appeal to most? Uh, maybe this catches the, the ear of somebody and they, they want to find out more, but who can you guys really help out? Who are some of the, what are some of the things, uh, the kids struggle with when they're with you guys or, or the reason they come to you? And again, I'm sorry for fumbling my way through this. I don't want to misspeak.
2: No, that's okay. I'm glad you actually asked that question because our day camp programs that run throughout the month of Ju- um, June are actually inclusive programs so they're available to kids with all different abilities not just uh, children with disabilities but we provide services to children with and adults with autism cerebral palsy down syndrome uh, you know individuals that need to utilize wheelchairs so may have some physical disabilities it's a range and we have counselors that are trained through the Department of Developmental Disabilities. So, we really stress the importance of training, and our facilities are accessible. We have nursing services in place, so, we are prepared to provide a fun camping experience for all children and adults with disabilities.
0: Awesome. Great stuff. I, I want to, did I ask you when we spoke last year, um, did I throw Sam Meldon's name out to you? Yes, I've actually
2: connected with him.
0: Good. I'll take full credit for that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You can. Because I know Sam is a major advocate, and I think he's still working with the Ability Center because I know his daughter uh, is in a wheelchair, but she is an awesome kid. She always has a smile uh, on her face. I know this is a a passion point for Sam. So whether I connected you or I was like, go talk to this guy, I'm glad you connected with him because he's a great dude.
2: He is a great dude. And I'm actually part of the Toledo... um, Disabilities Council, and we are really striving, and um, there's others that are a part of that from the Ability Center, and we our hope is to make Toledo the most disability-friendly community. Yes. So I'm part of that.
0: I, I love that endeavor. Um, it, a lot of, like, not that that's a marketing campaign or anything, but we're the glass city. We've got Paco's. Other places have tall buildings or things like that. There's Jeep here. But to hone in on that, and I know that it's been said in several different ways, like um, the the most accessible city in the country has a great ring to it, and it has real meaning that we can get behind, especially with a place like you guys that have been around for decades. And the Ability Center, I think the whole calendar's been a blur but i think they just did their 100th anniversary right
2: they did yeah yeah so yeah t- there was a lot of activities that were planned for last summer that of course got canceled as a result of covid but yep they sure did they're a great organization and we love to partner
0: with them yeah good people over there um let's go back to the to the treehouse hopefully we've wet some people appetite some people's appetite like i've said it's nearly impossible to get into these things because the reservations are booked so far out and you guys have been able to snag one or maybe more but um how can people get into the raffle and uh tell me some more about uh, the Canali stuff
2: yeah, so we are actually going to pick a winner on March 1st, okay. and that is for a weekend stay, which will take place on March 19th and 20th, and they will get to stay at the Hub, which is a fully accessible treehouse located within the Canale Village, and it sleeps four. And tickets can be purchased, one for $25 and six for $100 at ccsohio.org. Or there's also our Facebook page at Courageous Community Services.
0: Awesome. Yeah, definitely something to, uh, to get some money to a great cause for, for something that you're not going to be able to get into for a long, long time with the way these things are booked out and how much excitement there is for these. And hopefully now this can create some excitement for you guys as well.
2: Definitely. And the other part about it too is they don't even have to worry about planning a meal for Saturday because we have a donation from Extra Virgin Catering for a meal for four that will be be brought to them and buff city soap donated um a package that's worth a hundred dollars so you get to treat yourself in the treetops
0: awesome yeah it's gonna be such a cool place and thanks for doing that and i'm glad that they were able to help you guys out um let me ask you buff city stuff um so how did you how did you so you've been doing buff city like since their doors open tell me about your connection there yes
2: so i have been employed with buff city and I actually started working there before they even officially o- had the grand opening. Um, love it. It's been a great way for me to get out. It's a fun place to work. I love their products, and they are very supportive of Courageous Community Services. So, yes, I continue to work there just um, usually on the on Sunday now because this job and my passion for what I do at Courageous Community Services obviously keeps me busy but buff city soap has been a tremendous support to our organization too
0: uh we're talking we're talking about the holland location right yes okay yes, cool that's the yeah um they i see them all the time because that's that's mike kroger and um, I started following them on Instagram, and I, I, whenever I would like something or mention them somewhere, people would always really get, get excited. They, lo- they love their products, and I was super excited when uh, something came through with some advertising people. Do you know Whitney Ruffcar from, uh, Thread, from Thread Marketing?
2: And yeah, she is from Threat. The only reason I know that is because um, Nick, the owner of Buff City Soap and I have discussed it. So yes,
0: we were I was ecstatic that they invited us out for their media day at the new location. And um, I got to make some bath bombs. And Nick was a great hang. He was a good dude. And then I mentioned him to other people. And they're like, Yeah, I love Nick. So I'm super excited. It was great. Not that I wouldn't have had you on anyway. But uh, Buff City is good people in my book.
2: Oh, for sure. They even did an actual, it was autism awareness. We did an autism awareness soap and um, Nick donated money back to Courageous Community Services as a result of the sales of that soap. So like I said, he's really supportive of not just Courageous Community Services, but other nonprofits in the
0: area as well. For Sure, great yeah, guy, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, thank you for the time, Laura. And uh, I we can get your kid back their headphones. And uh, <laughs> I'm kind of intrigued about the older one getting paid to play video games,
2: yes, yeah. He's been he's had a lot of practice, let's put it that way.
0: What uh, can, do you know what he plays?
2: Oh, gosh, recently, I, I mean, I know Battlefield is one, okay. And- I'm not I'm honestly not sure he actually has done some tournaments himself too that um, he and his friends raised money for another friend that um, had cancer and so he, he's been involved in raising uh, money for you know to help support people too so
0: awesome that, that's good kinda cool yeah. yeah when you're making six figures like he's on his way to doing the more like my dad always told me the more you make the more you got to give back so good for him
2: yes and he actually is giving back he's working on a logo right now for courageous community services for another event that we're we're planning so awesome yep, we're we're gonna plan a um, campfire cocktails and sweets event so see, he's helping me with that logo
0: i like it when's uh when something like that can happen
2: we're hoping July, maybe September, it's in the works and we'll definitely, um, I'll get in touch with you. Please. I would, I would love to let people know about that event as well.
0: Of course. How did uh, how you connect with uh, with Jen, my good buddy?
2: Yeah, so Jen actually came as a result of, you may have heard that Courageous Community Services has a partnership with Nature's Nursery.
0: My good buddy, Allison.
2: There you go. Yep. We have a lot of friends that we know in yep, common. Yep. So Courageous Community Services donated uh, three acres of land to Nature's Nursery. I'm really excited because they're going to be joining us, essentially, at camp. Uh, they're going to be providing educational programming. And Allison was the one that entr- introduced me to Jen. And so Jen has been helping support our marketing efforts.
0: Good. Yeah, Jen's awesome. I love Allison. My former co-host is not because one time Allison visited with a snake, a really big one yeah. at like 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> Um, and she's like, I don't really do well with these things, which was not something you should tell to someone who's afraid of snakes. But yeah, all good people.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And the snake thing. Yeah, I'm not excited
0: about that either. <laughs> so we have that in common as well. She said they're really friendly. And I'm like, I, I mean, I, yeah, don't don't know how, it. Yeah, I don't know how friendly I'd be if I were a uh, like a big Tupperware tub, but whatever.
2: Well, the good news is, is that if I find a snake while I'm out there, you know, with my campers that I can... You know, call on Allison and and the volunteers that she has to help me out
0: for sure. Well, good. Uh, They are they are they in their new location yet?
2: No, not yet. That's in the works. I think they're really looking to raise some funds as well to help support that new location. So uh, they're not we're not quite there yet.
0: Okay. Cool. I'll let Allison talk about that. Laura, it was a pleasure to talk to you. Hopefully, if we did speak a year ago, we don't go another year without talking because I'm always happy to help you guys. And again, I am a thousand percent in uh, mental health stuff and and animals are my thing, but I love the fact that we're striving to be uh, the most accessible city in the country. That's a great endeavor to strive for.
2: Thank you, and I really appreciate your support and I will definitely be in touch with you for sure.
0: Thanks, Laura. We'll talk soon, okay?
2: All right. Sounds good. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.